church this evening. Let us stand, turn to page 268. We will try to sing some hymns. Page 268. Retreated and not give up. Amen. All right, we're ready.
writer said, there's a prayer bell at the Lord's right hand. Praise <laughs> God. We were right down the road, and she was looking at the coming up Sunday school lesson. She said, why does it say this and this by his right hand? Right. Why wasn't it the left hand? There's a big reason why it wasn't, yeah. but study that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great, great truth. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Right. 212. <clears throat> Can't tell you everything. You expect it all to be on. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's right. You got to dig or something. When you dig, right. it's much sweeter. When yeah. You find it.
to finish praying today. Sometimes it just disgusts me so bad how I'm talking about me now. I can feel the Lord so wonderful. And then sometimes I feel so human. I get disgusted and aggravated and almost bad. And I have to say, hey, straight out there. Yeah. 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 I know Paul said, I understand. Uh-huh. I've experienced that. But I don't go around shouting that. No. Right. <laughs> when I would do good. Mr. Devil is right there. Oh, yeah. But I'm so glad that good is more powerful yes. than bad. Right. Amen. God is almighty. Yes, yeah. he is. And I'm glad that he's more powerful than any trick the devil may come up with. That's right. And any of his others. Yeah. Anyone have a prayer request over here? Chicago and Wisconsin and stuff. Well, he started on his weekly trip and had to turn around and go home. Uh-oh. My back got to hurting him so bad. So uh, please pray for him. He's had a problem with, with his back and uh, kidney stones and all what else. But please pray for him and his son, Nathaniel. Remember Lori? She's got some situations going on. Sure need the Lord to give her great favor with that and also uh, please remember uh, Dan and Becky uh, Otis Williams and uh, Jack and Donna Dance please continue to remember all of them that's brother Randy Wells last I heard he's, he's better but I need to start calling checking on him before I revive him remember my mom and dad they seem to be doing I guess you would say um, kind of average uh, my mom has still got that cough it seemed like it went away for a little bit and it's back I don't know 
just pray for them. Let's remember our, our country, the leaders of our country. Yes. And, and each one of us during this time. And, and remember our, our uh, brethren in the Lord, our churches. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I was reading, my dad's got a whole wall of books. And I'm trying to pick through them and take a few home. <laughs> I'm talking old, out of print stuff. Yeah. And uh, one of the pastors that was written one of the little paperbacks, he was a Baptist. Yeah. But he's writing on spiritual gifts and the Holy Ghost, speaking oh, in tongues and all this. Yeah. And uh, many years, some years ago. And I thought, my God's got people we don't even know he's got. That's right. We need to bind together like never before and be strong and not try to. Right. You know, we're not an island to ourselves. No, we're not. We're not, not the only not. pebble on the beach, no, as they say. But no. Lift up our head and say, thank you, Lord, for all yes. that you've got. Yes. I want to be a part of yes. you in your kingdom. Let's find our place to pray. Remember these requests.
know who John Newton is? Yeah? That's right. He was a captain of a slave ship. His mother died at a very early age. His father remarried and the mother that, uh, that was now his mom, stepmom, she was very mean. So he ran off at an early age, 12, 13 years old, something like that, hired on to a ship and went from one ship to another. And in time, because of his lack of, um, uh, what do you call that, consciousness? Yeah. He uh, became a slave captain. And so uh, time went on, but he got to liking a little girl. Girls, you don't know how much influence you can be if you hold on to Christ. Okay? You just don't realize what you can do. And so anyway, when he would come into port, he would come and he'd talk to this girl, and, but she was a devout Christian. And uh, in time, he said, I want you to marry me. And she said, oh, John, I would marry you, but you're not a Christian. Hello? Don't marry somebody unless they're saved. Even when you marry somebody that's saved, you, you got a job on your hands. But you marry somebody that's not saved and you've got a lot of problems and probably a bad time coming to you. So anyway, she gave him a little Bible and he got to reading that Bible. Huh? Y'all read your Bibles? Need to read it. These are not just made up words. These are true happenings and things that God has inspired his men to write and they wrote it according to what he said and so anyway John began to write read about that and he got to where he wasn't cussing and doing all the things that he used to do with all the other youngins I'm sorry not youngins but other men and so uh, you know back then they didn't have uh, uh, GPS like we had it they didn't have the weather channel like we had it and so coming in one time, they uh, hit a hurricane. A hurricane. And he, they, uh, he strapped himself to that, uh, to that wheel to try to keep that boat from capsizing and going over and to try to keep it pointed into the waves and into the wind. And uh, it, uh, it went for several days, him strapped to that, that wheel like that. And finally, they came out on the other end. Amazing. Now, I'm not talking about metal boats with motor engines in it. I'm talking about sail ships with a bunch of people down in those holes. And so when he came out of it, the men said, you are such a great man to be able to strengthen, to hold that and to bring us through that. And he said, it wasn't me that did it. He said it was God. I think they said after that time, he, he did one more slave run, but after that he gave it up. And this song right here that he heard, actually that tune is actually an old, old, old tune 
from down in Africa. And it was a tune of mourning. Did you know that? It was a tune, uh, a tune for mourning when people had died. They traced it all the way back there. But John Newton added the words. I feel something right now. You say, well, what's so big about those words for a slave trader? The meanest, the worstest, the, 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 the most despicable of all people on the planet, a slave trader to get saved and to quit all that and to start serving God. It's amazing grace. It's amazing grace. And it doesn't matter where we've been, how far out we've been, our God can save. He can save the unsavable. He can save the most despicable. He can save the very worst of humankind because of that amazing grace. Let's sing it one more time. Help me, Teresa. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now thank you Lord I don't know why you would save me I don't know why you would work with me but I thank you I thank you Amen I appreciate the Lord I want to say how much I appreciate James and those that helped him him shimmy up that tree good thing for that ladder but anyway he got up that tree and uh, he had it shaking there for a little while scratching and uh you know, but he cut that thing down, and I appreciate the Lord for that. Amen. And so, again, I want to thank him and everyone else that helped clean up around behind it. Brother Caleb, if you would come receive our offering for us here this evening. Teresa, if you would, have us a song. Yeah. <clears throat>
give the Lord a good praise offering. Well, Jeff, I thank the Lord. Uh, I didn't actually testify about this, but I think Mama said it in the prayer thing. But I just thank the Lord for protecting me on the way home. Uh, when I was coming back home from Alabama, I, I was just about, I mean, it was like that, about uh, running somebody. It was really deep. They were pulling out, and I was putting people on them. But I thank the Lord for protecting me. for James as well. I'm super glad he's back. He's been one of my closest friends for about 20 years. And uh, we were talking the other night and how easy it is for us just to do this, just to raise our hands and to praise God. It's not easy for him. It's a sacrifice for him. It pains him to do that sometimes. Sometimes he has to sit down. Right? It actually hurts him. And I was thinking about there's going to be a day, James. <laughs> one day, right, when we'll get to worship God like that last service Wednesday. We worshiped God and had a great, amazing service, but we got tired. Right? We had to sit down. We could only do it for so long. But there will come a day when you won't hurt no more and you'll get to praise God for all of eternity. And you can use that and you can, <laughs> you'll be able to do it. Your knees won't hurt. Your back won't hurt. Right? Everybody will just be praising God around the throne. It's going to be amazing. And uh, I was thinking about, you know, if we don't do it here, are we even going to want to do it there? Right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
we going to do this again? Yes, Lord. Corey, sing yes, your verse again. Yes, Everybody stay sanctified and hopefully we got the Holy Ghost up here. Yes, Lord. Sing like you got him. Yes, Lord. I'm telling you, I've been shouting and rejoicing coming down the road trying yes. to keep my foot off of Haiti. Yes, Just praise yes, God. Yes, and you know what? What I felt before I come in this church, I still feel him lingering. Yeah. And you know, I got to study in that Sunday school lesson this week that uh, talk to me. That when we're here, he's here. Right. He's in the midst of this place. So you know he's in he's in the house. Yeah. So as we get to sing this, uh microphone's messed up, it don't matter. Right, right. Just worship God. Yes. Worship right. God. Yes. Worship God.
Amen. Thank the Lord. My sweet Jesus. Give him the praise. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, thank the Lord. I miss him. Boy, I miss that brother. Brother Ralph Horton. Him and his wife used to sing that song. I miss him. But you know what? They don't miss being here. If you gave them an opportunity to go back, I can tell you what they'd say. No, I'll stay here, Lord. I'll stay here, Lord. Amen. No one that ever goes to that other side is wanting to come back. Amen. No, they're not. It's so good over there to be where Jesus is at. And right now, that's where we're at. Amen. His Spirit's here. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. I appreciate Him. He is so good to us. Amen. You know you can make it. You know you can make it. It don't matter what the devil says to you. You can make it. You know what? I about got, I'm not reading hardly no news lately. I'm trying not to listen to no news. Because it's all devilish. This one lied and that one lied. Amen. I just, it's not worth it. It's all in Jesus. My sweet Jesus. Give him the praise. Amen. I appreciate him. Amen. Well, you ain't running the aisle, so I guess you want me to preach. So, have your Bibles. What tomorrow holds. And I cannot tell you how things are going to happen. As uh, Brother uh, brother uh, Johnny Gabbard, and he's far greater than I could ever be, uh, he says, I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet. Amen. But I can tell you this much, Jesus knows what tomorrow holds. And if we hold on to Him, we'll make it through today and tomorrow. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And if you would stand with me as we read our text here tonight. A lot of things on my mind. A lot of things on my mind. But I want the mind of Christ. Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 1. When you have it, say amen. Amen. James is almost there. I'm waiting on him. (laughs) Almost there. (laughs) Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple... And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, what shall these things be? 
And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed. I'm going to repeat that one. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many shall be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax Cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Let's bow our heads, dear Lord Jesus. We thank you. Oh, how I thank you, Lord! I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for that precious blood that you shed upon Calvary. I thank you, Lord, for the resurrection and the hope of the resurrection. And I thank you, Lord, for your very presence here tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint us and use us, O God, to bring forth your word. Oh, Lord, speak through us here this evening. For, Lord, we can do nothing, nothing on our own. But, Lord, we want to lift you up. We want to glorify you. And we know, Lord, that you said that where you are lifted up, that all men would draw nigh unto you. That's what we want, Lord. Help us. We want to lift you up high and higher and even higher that lord we might draw close unto you come by help us save souls turn minds help people to see where they are at and where they need to go in your blessed and holy and righteous name we do pray that name of jesus and everyone said oh come on now In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. You know what the word amen means? I agree with you. Now if you don't agree with the preacher, then don't say amen. But if you do, you need to say amen. Thank you. Amen. So, now if I can quit saying it too many times. We see here Jesus... Uh, and this is toward the end of his uh, ministry. He uh, is coming out of the temple. It's very possible he might have uh, walked out on that fly. I call it almost like a flying bridge. You've seen pictures of that that uh, that um, Herod had built. It was a big bridge that that gulfed uh, that went across two valleys between the the temple and. Uh, there was another mount right there. He might have gone out upon that and, and be able to look back at that grand, grand spectacle. It's not what we see today with that mosque there in the middle, but instead it was the temple. And Herod had beautified the temple somewhat. 
He had added many uh, things and garnishments, things that were for God and some things that were not for God. Within the temple area was that abomination there, which was called the uh, Tower of Anthony. And it was there, which housed consistently, almost all the time, a, a garrison of Roman soldiers to be able to go out quickly into the temple uh, grounds and break up any kind of mob rule that got started. And so he walked out from there. They say that one of the main entrances that Herod had placed a uh, symbol of his God there, which was a large, large uh, bronze bird over the entrance of that that's uh, going into the temple which represented the god of power that was the god that herod worshiped he worshiped the god of power and so we see jesus walking out and he said see ye not all these things marvelous hey Herod had, had really built it up, had really improved on it. He had made extra space. Uh, he had garnished it. It was at that one time one of the most beautiful buildings anywhere in the world. As Jesus said, See ye not all these things? I say unto you, There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. It's like, what? What? How is this going to be? I'm going to tell you. Now, if I told you something like that, and I'm just saying, well, I wonder what it would be like. You don't listen to me, but when Jesus speaks, He's telling you the future. These words were to be coming in the future from this particular time. It is important for us to recognize we're in our Sunday school lessons are studying about the book of Revelations, but not all of the Bible is futuristic. There are some things that are still futuristic. There are some things that are history. And here he talks specifically about the destruction of Jerusalem that happened in A.D. 70 about 40 years after this, the destruction. It was a great destruction. It was an awful destruction. Herod had put gold leaf on so much of the the things that were around. They didn't have the the Roman uh, uh, type of, of Corinth things. Instead, there were palm branches. That was the symbol for the Jewish temple, and those were gold leaf, and there was gold all the way around. There's so much gold, and, and it was just beautiful there. But after this destruction, they said that the, the Roman soldiers, they had burnt it down to try to get the gold out. They moved all the stones around so they could try to get the gold that had melted between them. Here in these scriptures, we see several things that happened. He and the disciples crossed on over into the Mount of Olives, and they asked him basically three questions. 
Tell us, when shall these things be? In other words, when shall this destruction be? And then he said, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And then he, they asked the question, and of the end of the world. These are good questions, folks. Are you interested? I'm glad some of you are. Amen. And so, tell us when these things shall be. And he said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. It is so important for us not to be deceived. Today, in 2020, he is still speaking to us, Do not be deceived. The burden is on you. I know that uh, old Gomer Powell had a saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But I want to tell you something. We are not to be deceived. You want to know what the truth is? Look into the Word of God. Someone comes up and starts saying things that are contrary to the Bible. It is a lie. It doesn't matter what church they say they're from. It doesn't matter where they claim to be. It doesn't matter how high up they are. Amen. If it's contrary to the Word of God, they are not a Christian. C.S. Lewis had a saying, pretty is, as pretty does. Come on. I like to change it around. Christian is as Christian does. If you act like a Christian and you do like a Christian, then you're a Christian. But if you say you're a Christian, but you don't do like a Christian, you're not a Christian. Thank you for those who agreed. Here we see that. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Now how many in here have heard of anybody coming and saying, I am Christ? I've heard of about four through the years and I've had to look them up because we don't hear from them here. But I want to... Notice he didn't say, I am Jesus. He said, I am Christ. I used to really get upset many years ago because I was trying to preach the straight Word of God and then there were people that were around in the neighborhood that were preaching lies and fables and all kind of junk and because they were more dynamic and better at it, people would flock to those churches. And I'm thinking, why? Do you know what they're doing? Do you know how they're living? And so this word Christ, I believe, really shouldn't be capitalized. I believe it should be a little c. Which in the Greek means anointed. Just because somebody is anointed doesn't mean they have the anointing of God. We know through history that there have been some in the 
uh, different uh, large organizations, and one in my particular memory uh, was one that would come to the altar and he'd act like he was so drunk and people said he's drunk in the spirit, but the truth of the matter is he was drunk with alcohol. He was a drunk. And he was saying all kinds of things. Be careful. Do not be deceived. We are to know them that labor among us. Amen. And so you, you need to know who I am. Am I a cheater? Am I a liar? Huh? Am I a money grabber? Am I looking at a, trying to make money in a Am I telling the Word of God? Do I back up what I say? We may disagree, but do you have Scripture for your point? I, I tell you, most of mine I got Scripture for. Come on. I can show you why I believe a particular way. Amen. So don't be deceived just because somebody can uh, sway a crowd or can really turn and really make people get up uh, and excited doesn't mean they are of Christ. And the, and the burden of not being deceived is on you. You. Paul even said, if a, even if an angel from heaven come and preach to you a different gospel, to reject them. And so Jesus goes on and He says, Ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. How many times whenever we start having wars, we think, oh, the Lord must be coming. He says when you see these things, the end is not yet. I remember the beginning of the Iraqi war. And uh, I thought for sure this is going to start... Well, we're about what, 20 years beyond that now. Huh? And so, and then he says, Nation shall rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Have we been seeing that or what? Notice what he says. All these are the beginning of sorrows. In other words, folks, things are going to get worse. These are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. In America right now, notice how I say that, right now, we're not being killed. But in China, there's some killed. In India, come on, it's bad. It's bad. And um Huh? Okay, that. Myanmar. I can't I always get a little tongue tied with that. Used to be Burma. Thank you, Brother Tim. But anyway, uh uh anyway, you can die for being a Christian. Now in China, uh Brother Robert and I have read, uh, read, he read, I listened, anyway, to uh, a couple of books and talk about how they get thrown in jail. Sometimes they die. But if you hadn't been thrown in jail for your Christianity, they wonder if you're a really true blue. 
Hello? We used to have that saying, if we, if, is there enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian? Hello? And so, nation shall rise against nation. They shall deliver you uh, and kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Notice this. Then many shall be offended. That's amongst our people. Oh, they got us in trouble. You see what they're doing? They're going to get us all killed. There shall be many that will be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Why? Because they love God. There is a spirit in America today that if you really love God, their natural tendency is to hate you. Oh, you're one of them fanatics. Come on. A genuine fanatic I want to tell you something, folks. You don't have to put a sign on you and say, I'm a Christian. You don't have to do that when you go to work. Just whenever all the men gather around, they start telling nasty jokes and you don't laugh. And you don't get in. And you start walking away. They'll realize something's different about them. Come on! And uh, when they notice, uh, you know, I notice you don't ever cuss. No, I don't cuss. Well, why don't you cuss? Well, my preacher, I hope you got a conviction. Come on. Hey, did you see that X-rated movie last night on the television? Hello? Did you know a lot of things that were X-rated when I was growing up are now on the television today? Hello? I know this may really surprise you, But when I was growing up, they weren't even allowed to cuss. Can you believe that? They weren't allowed to cuss. On the y'all know what cussing is, don't you? Yes. You know what cussing is? Okay, I just want to make sure. I can see you see your pretty eyes there, but I just wasn't sure you were were there. All right. And so they're gonna hate us because of who lives in us. And so do we have enough of Jesus in us for them to tell that we're not like them? Right. When I graduated from a, a Christian uh, uh, school down in Savannah, it's really pitiful, but I had kind of just gleaned the, the impression that it would be good just to be a secret Christian. Come on, to just kind of blend in with everybody else. To dress like everybody else. To act like everybody else. That way I could be accepted. I'd be liked. I'd be part of the guys. Come on, I'd be part of the group. My wife and I, after uh, my graduation, went to go visit some of my friends. They invited us over. We went over there. And uh, I didn't realize, I thought they were just going to have a get-together, but apparently most get-togethers were to invite people over to, to watch a movie. And we didn't realize that. And so we went over there, and they started showing the movie, and we just said, well, folks, 
We, we've enjoyed being with y'all, but we got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. My first cousin, he, uh, he sent us to, uh, he sent me an invitation for his, um, his wedding. Hello? I'm talking about a true Christian. And we notice that it said, no children allowed at the reception. And so I told my mom, I said, Mom, I think there's going to be drinking there. And said, so we're not going to go. If we can't take our children, we're not going to go. Hello? So she persuaded us to go. And we went in there, and I was able to grab one or two of those little dainties before I seen them come out with a beer or two. And we told them, I'm sorry, we got to go. And my family, my extended family, my mama wasn't, but my extended family was upset. My mama was upset because she asked them, are y'all going to be drinking there? They said, oh, no, we wouldn't be doing that. Yes, they were. Will you stand for Jesus? Or will you crumble? Amen. To the peer pressure. Oh, let me tell you something. Our country is in terrible shape right now because of peer pressure. Be willing to stand for what is right and what is godly and what is true. And so there will be many who will stand up and be offended and be and will betray one another and hate one another. And there will be many false prophets. Do you know how to tell a false prophet? If a false prophet says, the Lord said, and they tell you something, and there are different types of prophecies, by the way. There's an immediate prophecy about something that's going to happen within just a little bit of time. Or maybe right during a service. Then there is a, uh, you know, a few year type prophecy and then there's one that God's going to do the work but we don't know when. Come on. There's a lot of folks that are prophesying. Oh, you're going to meet a tall, handsome. I know people who have been crushed in their lives because some man laid hands on a husband and wife and prayed for them and said, God told me, you're going to have a child. And they never did. Well, they were just having a hard, bad night that night. How many false prophecy does it take for a person to be a false prophet? One. Mark them. The Old Testament says, mark them. I'm not saying be mean to them. I'm not saying, I, I would never say for us to be mean to anybody. I, if Antichrist came in here, we would have to be polite to him. Didn't get many amens on that. Come on. Didn't the Bible say for us to love our enemies? To do good to them that will despitefully use us? And I add, and abuse us. And so we, uh, we see these false prophets and they prophesy all these type things and then when it comes time for it to happen, then they get a new enlightenment and things have been pushed down the road a little bit farther. Be careful. Be careful. 
Amen. And here is where we are at. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Do you love your neighbor? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see a sign of hands. Do you love your neighbor? All right. All right. Do you do you love your employer? Let the record show fifty percent, and it's dropping. Okay. Come on. Because iniquity shall abound. What is that iniquity? It is the lawlessness, the wickedness of our hearts, of not wanting to be bound. Well, I know the Bible says for me to love my enemy. I know the Bible says this and that. But that's lawlessness. You will not submit yourself under the power of God. God's ways are right. Even when you don't understand it. God's ways are pure, even though you don't agree with it. God's ways are always right. And when we do things God's way, then we get God's favor. But when we fight and fight back, we become lawless. We won't do what the Lord asks us to do. Teresa, come. Get us a song. We're in a day of great iniquity. Yeah, help me, Lord. When you hear certain news clips about things going on, do you get angry at the person that you're hearing about? What about those that you disagree with? How do you put them that? We're living in a day right now. You know, you know how come America is in chaos and we're fighting one another? And recently, it's kind of amazing, two groups that are on the same political side are fighting each other. This is just really crazy, you know? You know why we're in that place? Because of iniquity and lawlessness. And they don't love one another. If you're a Republican, you're going to have to love the Democrats. And if you're a Democrat, you're going to have to love the Republicans. And if you're a liberal, you're going to have to, lo- have to love both of them. Come on. If you're an independent, you're going to have to love all of them too. We're going to have to love the Indians. We're going to have to love, amen, the Chinese. We're going to have to love the little rocket men. Come on. Got to love them. That's what God called us to do. We are living in this world, but we are not of it. And so we're to march to Jesus' drumbeat. Please serve it. I'm going to run out stuff. Even a little music would be fine. You just have to be up here to understand what I'm talking about. Okay. And so... This iniquity and the love of many waxing cold. 
Folks, we're in an endurance race. We are going to have to endure. I, I tell you, I've just been amazed at how I love Brother Johnny coming and being giving us revival, but Brother Johnny didn't make it. But we've been in revival. I love the spirit of the Holy Ghost coming by, moving like He has, refreshing us, helping us. Amen. I want to dance to His music. I want to dance to His spirit. I want to be doing things His way. It's not all going to be a fun. It's not always going to be a shout. We're going to have to endure some things and we may have to endure even to the place of shedding blood. But it's going to be worth it. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. You know something? I need to do better with you younger folks right here. You really don't know what saved means. Saved doesn't mean just to be washed from your sins. It means to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It means you're now part of another family. Amen? The family of Christ. The family of God. And now you don't just have your few brothers and sisters in your house, but now you've got thousands and millions of brothers and sisters all over the world to be saved. But also it means in the times of trouble, it means being rescued. When you think that the devil's got you down, he don't have you down. Come on. Jesus can pluck, well, I don't know, but I'm just trying to show you things. He could pluck a hair and use that hair to push somebody over, push the devil over, push the Antichrist over. Come on. He's so strong. And he's for us. That's why he died for us. I I wish, I wish I really could express to you how much. He loves you. It is so far beyond our imagination and our understanding. To think that if I was the only one or you were the only one on earth, that he'd step out of the portals of heaven and walk this earth and die for you, shed his blood for you, that you could be saved too. be a Christian. I want to be a holiness man. And that's not a denomination. That means living with the Word and by the Word of God day by day. Amen. Let's stand all across the house. Felt a little a little slow, you know, when you're pulling a plow Sometimes you get into an area that's got some extra roots and it slows you down a little bit. Felt a little something there about our love toward others. 
We need to examine ourselves. We're going to have to love them. I don't know how. I cannot tell you how. But I can tell you this much. With God, all things are possible. He'll do it for us if we'll let Him. So let's gather around this altar. Let's examine our hearts. Let's make sure that we love one another and our neighbor too. Come on.
what's the sign of his coming? I'll tell you what it is. When you see him in the clouds, that's the next sign, folks. I don't care what anyone else says. The scripture says, you'll see him in the clouds. It's going to be the last sign. And can I tell you something? When we see him, it'll be too late. You'll either have made it or you'll be left behind. He's coming. He's coming. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. Amen. I hope that you're ready. Sure appreciate and love y'all. Any word before we dismiss here tonight? I want to be ready. Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask and pray, Lord, right now that you would touch Sister Sheila, Lord. You know the need that she has. I pray, Lord, give her wisdom, understanding. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. We ask and pray, Lord. Move for her and speak to her, Lord. Give her the answer she's needing, she's seeking, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask and pray that you move for Caleb. Lord, you know the need right here, right now, Lord. Lord, I pray, settle his heart. Whatever it may be, whatever the situation is, Lord, we know that you're the answer and you've got the right answer. Move for him. Help him right now. Touch him and help him in his body, Lord, we pray. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank the Lord. All right. And Jeff, I just want to testify just real quick. I just want to appreciate the Lord for uh, helping me today. It was not one of those bad starts. The last couple of weeks have been like that with the schedule and stuff. And uh, September is supposed to be a really busy schedule for me, unlike the last couple of weeks where it's kind of been lenient been going a lot. And I have something to do every single day. Um, and this morning I woke up, and prayer was short, and I was very frustrated about it. And I wanted to come to the prayer meeting. I like coming to the prayer meeting, but my schedule doesn't always do that the last month of that. Um, but I had two two audits I had to do today, and they were back to back. I had to do one because it was in three other states, and I had to do start another one, and it was going on 11 o'clock, and I would have probably been five or six o'clock at home. And I was real frustrated about it. And literally, I don't remember what it was, it thought went through my mind, I really wanted to be in the prayer meeting. And an email coming off my phone and put Bullet County in a hot spot next week Hallelujah. and allowed me to combine two audits. And I got off at one o'clock today. And I know it's something small, but I mean, Lord knew I wanted to be here. And it's, um, I didn't have any other options. I really didn't. And as soon as that come across, I just I appreciate the Lord. My day Amen. changed a big, big difference. Amen. And then being here in the, in the prayer meeting, uh, Sister Teresa was going around and the Lord just come by and just. Just uh, very sweetly, just helping while I'm praying. I really appreciate Thank that. You, um, he does come by that song we've seen earlier. I mean, you know, he, he, I just appreciate his presence, appreciate his mercy, and his love. And I won't, won't do more for him. Thank the Lord. Thank All right. Uh,
be careful. I know there's a lot going around that's saying there's nothing to all this, but I've got too many folks that are crossed over from all this for you to tell me that it ain't serious. So take it serious. I want to keep everyone around that we can. All right. Lord bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>